Transforming care through genomic medicine, personalized therapeutics, health services and outcomes research, and innovations in healthcare delivery. We're Children's Mercy Kansas City, presenting our audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. Our topic today is signs of potential child abuse. My guest is Dr. Emily Killo. She is a child abuse pediatrician at Children's Mercy Kansas City. And Dr. Killo is also a member of the American Academy of Pediatrics section on child abuse and neglect. Dr. Killo, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So how many uh, referrals are made each year to Child Protective Services? So each year on average, there are over um, 3 million referrals uh, made to Child Protective Services, and that involves more than 6 million children. So quite a well, few. And so, and, yeah, and so what percent, I know they break it down to, and they define um, abuse in different ways, but what percent do you think is that physical abuse out of all so, those kids? When we look at national statistics, they're fairly consistent year to year. And so of those over 3 million referrals, Child Protective Services will screen in a percentage of those for a response. And it's usually around two-thirds that actually get screened in for a response. And so of those that are screened in, what we know is every year between 15 and 20 percent um, involve concerns for physical abuse. Yeah. And so, and out of, out, out of all those, um, you know, um, uh, referrals that are made with, you know, 15 to 20 percent being physical abuse, what what ages usually suffer most of that physical abuse, and what ages are um, do you see the highest mortality um, from abuse in? So when we talk about physical abuse, physical abuse can affect kids of any age, but when we look at um, the what tend to be the more severe cases, it is in those kids less than four years of age. Um, so and of those that involve mortality or death, um, cases of abuse and neglect, really, uh, is kids less than four years of age, is over 80% of those who are going to die from abuse or neglect are less than four. Um, and we really see even non-fatal cases as highest for those under one. So we really have a focus on trying to protect those kids who are young and who are not able to tell us what's going on. Yeah. I, I want to bring this, Dr. Killo, to the general pediatrician, the um, the nurse practitioners, you know, the what we sometimes call the frontline doctor in the community mm-hmm. setting. You know, what, what advice do you have for that practitioner when it comes to diagnosing and evaluating abuse? So I think it's helpful for the general practitioner to sort of separate things when you're looking for signs of physical abuse by age groups. And when we really focus in on those infants, so I talk a lot about um, when I'm talking with general practitioners and what to look for is those non-mobile or non-ambulatory infants. So infants who aren't crawling, pulling up to stand, cruising, or walking yet because they um, are a high-risk group. It can be very challenging for caregivers to care for infants in general. Um, And so things to watch for would be any injury, so whether that be bruising or intraoral injuries, um, but really any injury in a preambulatory infant um, should raise concern for abuse, and especially uh, facial bruising. Does Children's Mercy offer classes or maybe continuing medical education courses to the to the general pediatrician for recognizing and diagnosing abuse? 
So we we try to reach out um, in a variety of ways, but typically, if you look nationally, there are um, there are courses offered at different conferences that are put on by like such like the American Academy of Pediatrics. So you can get continuing education through that through the maintenance of certification. Um, education that's offered, so CME credits, there are uh, courses on recognition of physical abuse and um, evaluation and management of physical abuse. And then from Children's Mercy, we try to reach out to uh, our local pediatricians doing, I've done webinars for local pediatricians and other courses um, and sort of local conferences for them as well. So it's definitely an ongoing effort um, and something I think we need to continue to do. Dr. Killer, what do you think are the the opportunities and the greatest challenges um, to, to for us to do a better job at diagnosing and recognizing child abuse? I think there's a variety of challenges. I think one of the challenges it's it's difficult to think about um, someone hurting an infant, and we, especially general practitioners who may know families very well. Um, it can be difficult to approach these topics or to discuss these topics. And so I think it's helpful just to come from the perspective of the parent's greatest need is, and their desire is to protect um, their child as well. And so a practitioner bringing it up may be a relief to that caregiver if there's something going on in the home environment or a caregiving environment like a daycare that they feel like needs to be addressed. And so I think it can be challenging for uh, practitioners to bring up, but um, it may be appreciated by the caregiver, uh, especially knowing that that practitioner has the health and safety of that child um, as their greatest importance as well. Uh, The other thing I think is that some of the injuries can look minor. So a bruise can look minor. An oral injury may look minor, but in an infant, especially a non-mobile infant, there really is no such thing as a minor injury. So I understand, too, that uh, Children's Mercy um, has come up with a mobile app, right, to, I guess, aid the medical provider in in recognizing abuse. Tell us a little bit about the, the mobile app. So our mobile app is a smartphone app that's available for both Um, Apple, iPhones, and for any Android phone. So you can get this app for free through the Google Play Store or through the Apple iTunes Store. And the app is called Child Protector. And basically, uh, if you download Child Protector, you'll see a variety of categories. So there is um, information on bruises, burns, fractures, head injuries, um, and... uh, uh, abdominal injuries as well. And what it provides is actually a decision tree for providers. So you can go in and put in information about your patient. So what injuries they have, what history has been provided, and it will give you recommendations in terms of if that child needs additional labs, additional x-ray studies, if uh, the recommendation is to reach out to a forensic pediatrician. So that would be like a child abuse pediatrician. Um, and it will also provide additional information on the mechanisms of injuries and how those injuries might have occurred. So uh, it includes photos. There are narrated videos with um, actual uh, scenarios of how different fractures, head injuries, and abdominal injuries occur. And so and how long has the mobile app been around? Um, just a few months. So it's 
actually still uh, rolling out, and we are continuing to update the information on there. So right now, all of the information is complete for fractures, head injuries, and abdominal injuries, and there should be additional um, videos and narration available for bruising and burns shortly. And and have you had any feedback from the app so far? Um, So far, we have uh, presented it at our uh, child abuse pediatrician conference, and people have taken it back to their uh, own communities across the state, and we've had excellent feedback of people using it in emergency rooms and in um, general pediatricians' offices and have found it really helpful. Yeah. So and and so when when you say it's just starting to roll out, what's are you? How are you getting this information that the, that there is this mobile app out to the general um, community doctors? So uh, we are currently uh, working on providing state specific versions. So there is a Texas state specific version in the works and a Missouri state specific version in the works, and then we're working with other states as we go to um, try and get accurate information for providers in specific states so that they can actually go and find resources for who are the child abuse pediatricians or um, forensic examiners in their community and where are local resources such as uh, child advocacy centers where kids could have something like a forensic interview. Um, And so kind of providing that state-specific information. So as we get those state-specific versions available, we're going and doing trainings in those states. And we're also working with our um, kind of network of child abuse pediatricians who are um, aware of uh, providers and multidisciplinary team partners, such as Child Protective Services and law enforcement in their communities, who are sort of helping distribute that information um, locally as well. Yeah, Dr. Killer, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing. I know that, um, you know, it's obviously a, a tough field to work in, but it's critically important. Uh, and thank you for all that you're doing uh, with this mobile app and at Children's Mercy uh, and with your membership uh, at the Child Abuse and Neglect section at the American Academy of Pediatrics. And thanks for coming on the show today. Uh, you're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.